0: Snap Production Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club.
1: Hey, it's Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. Welcome to another episode where we are just riding the elevator of moments in culture and we're getting out at the levels that have the most important stories. (laughs) Then, then there's more. We report back on our adventures with a few of our own thoughts, Brookie.
2: (laughs) You can tell it's been a busy time (laughs) when we're drawing inspiration from elevator rides going up and down. That's all we do.
1: (laughs) That's that's all I've been allowed to do, put a mask on and go in an elevator.
2: Oh, we'll rip off the mask and put in some headphones because we've got a big old show for you today. We're going to talk to Jack River about calling for more Aussie music representation in broadcasts. We'll talk about mental health through the Olympics and a global
1: conversation about how important it is to take care of your mental health. And
2: Rolling Stone. They've made a list of the best music videos of all time. We're going to tear it to shreds. <laughs> And thank you so much to everyone who sent us some DMs about Nikia Louie's book, Black is the New White. We loved this message from Georgie Hudson. Another great episode. I look forward to hearing you ladies every week. Well, guess what, Georgie? We look forward to talking to you every week. Now, I've added The Secret Life of Us to my list of things to binge watch. It's got a priority at the top of my list. It sounds like something we need to watch. I would love to have a read of Black is the New White. is adorable and hilarious, and I think she would definitely be an awesome read. We
1: do love it when you slide into our DMs at the Dream Club podcast on Instagram and we are going to be sending away some love letters and Nikia Louie's book, Black is the New White, to 10 of our fave little DMs, including shout outs to Anna and also Antonia, who has been doing some beautiful mail outs at work mm. while listening to the Dream Club podcast. So I love that those selfie. books are in the mail too.
2: That selfie from Antonia. We it's, love a selfie. It looks like it's an accident, but I know it's not because nah. you pressed send.
1: <laughs> it's a send of you listening, so send us a pic of where you're listening from. We love to see it, bebe. Okay, Brookie, Wolfie, it's time to get into it. Brooke and Linda's Dream Club.
2: Okay, so imagine this. You're watching the 100-metre relay and... Australians are winning gold medals left, right and centre. Someone's saying F yeah to their family and friends back home when they're not supposed to be swearing because kids are watching. It's the Olympics, baby. But instead of Aussie music, they've been playing lots of bangers from people who are from overseas. Lots of weird Kanye West slowdown piano versions, which I find a bit weird. Well, at the end of last week, Jack River, also known as Our Friend Holly, Um, called for Channel 7 to push more Australian music forward, to soundtrack these very Australian moments in the Olympics coverage. But since then, it's blown up and it's expanded. Even on the Today Show, we played Australian music all day on Friday. Every time we went to a break, every time we were dancing around the studio, it was all Australian music. Cole's Other supermarkets are now following suit as well. And this is all part of a big push for musicians to be supported throughout the pandemic because we know that they are one of the industries that really has been left behind by the government. It's really difficult for them to measure their income and then be supported for that loss of income. They're not able to tour, they're not able to go out and sell music like they normally would.
1: And the wonderful Australian musician Holly Rankin, a.k.a. Jack River, joins us right now to talk about why she had to put this post up, why it's so important to get Australian music up into that spotlight. Hello, Jack River.
2: Hello. Hello you too. <laughs> Oh, you beautiful soul. You must be so, so busy at the moment with everything that's happening, but it's been overall a positive response.
0: It has, yeah. People are caring about music again, which is something that's so refreshing to ask musicians who don't really know um, where people kind of stand on the whole Oz music thing right
1: now. It's a pleasant surprise after uh, a very, very, very hard slog for the Australian music industry. Tell us about the post that you put up and what inspired you to do it.
0: I was filling out my COVID-19 Service New South Wales like relief grant form and looking at 98% downturn was just the good old, you know, like we're really aware of these figures, but sometimes you look at them in a different way and you're just like, damn, this is bad. Um, So I was doing that little form and then walked out into the lounge room and the Olympics were playing like Kanye or something over. um... (laughs) That's literally what I just (laughs) said
2: like a weird slowed down version of
0: Runaway. Yeah just like weird you know American music and I, I love American music but it's such an opportunity to support Australian artists right now through these moments we're being shown of Australian athletes who we seem to really you know love and care about which is great yeah and I just felt a bit weird about that and then I went to Coles that same night I was walking through the aisles again, listening to American and British music and just thinking, man, it would be so simple for these people to play some Australian music. And so I did a little rage post, a really polite one. um, I was very polite. (laughs) A polite rage. That's a lovely way. It was very composed. Yeah, that's a lovely way to phrase it. Yeah. Thankfully, I turned that feeling into something that seemed to resonate with people this week, which has been awesome.
1: You called it a rage post, but you did it in such a beautifully open and inviting way like saying that you Australian musicians want to be the soundtrack to these kind of iconic moments and not just in this you know few weeks of the Olympics but actually as an ongoing thing it's something that we can be so conscious of and how much more of a rise do you get walking through coals and hearing Lime Cordial song or a Jack River song rather than hearing a Dominic Fike hit that's got a billion streams already. It's it just fuels the industry. It it turns it full circle.
0: It is so nice. Like that's what we can see in the comments of my post, and then Edwina Bartholomew, um, one of the Olympics hosts. You can just see like thousands of Aussies um, talking about young Australian music that they love, and feeling like you know a, a really beautiful sense of ownership over those artists is is what we love to feel. Like that's what we're here for, to be listened to and a part of the music landscape.
2: Well, you've done so well. You've made us all proud. In my heart, you're a gold medal winner. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't you reckon,
0: Linda? Get her up on the podium. Thank uh, you so much for your um, metaphorical gold medal book. Bonus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone's listening that's like a, that, you know, if you run a grocery store, if you're a big supermarket chain. Some sort of shopkeeper. Yeah, maybe chuck on some more Australian tunes. I, I can definitely help with playlists. I've got some real favourites. We can do that. Oh, thanks for joining us, Jack River, Holly Rankin. It's lovely to see you, and not just to be doing a birthday wrap for Brook
0: Oh, It's yeah, beautiful to be on the show. Anytime you find an excuse to, to talk to me, I love love it. We'll
2: keep raging, and we'll
0: keep finding excuses.
1: <laughs> Hey, Wolfie, speaking of the Olympics, speaking of big winners and grinners, there's also been a really big conversation about mental health in this last week Mm. with what's been going on with Simone Biles, and we are all here for it. We posted about her on the Dream Club podcast on Instagram as well because there's been this extraordinary turn in people bucketing in their praise for this 24-year-old Simone Biles. She is the captain of the U.S. gymnastics team, there's been all this expectation around her for years because she's been touted as the greatest gymnast of all time. She has been undefeated since I think around 2013, 2014. And so everybody is expected that she's going to be leading the US team for gymnastics to victory in Tokyo. She performed last week. It didn't go as well as planned. Um, she came out with the rest of her team and said that she was suffering from a case of like, the twisties, which is where
0: <laughs> you open chip. up a packet of chips and you
2: just spill <laughs> them everywhere. But you
1: essentially feel really discombobulated oh, are as they you're chicken doing or cheese? Cheese. Oh, actually, I am really chicken. open to a chicken. Yeah. I know. I know. And they're rarer to find as well. They they're really hard. Okay. So she said that she was suffering from the twisties, which is where you go and you do these increasingly difficult jumps, right? She's the world's best. And while you're up in the air, you realise that you don't know what's up, what's down. You feel really dizzy and it's really hard to land safely. So essentially, the risk increase is like tenfold. She's come out since then and said that she needs to prioritise essentially her mental health. And the response has been pretty effing awesome, right?
2: Yeah, I just, I mean, I was totally blown away by (laughs) a (laughs) why. I was so blown away that I forgot even how to speak properly. Um, I was really blown away by the strength that it would take to do that because, you know, there's still a lot of stigma around admitting that you're not coping or admitting that you won't be able to cope if you put this bit of extra pressure on yourself. I think that one of the most heartening things over the last few months, really, Mm. um, when it comes to sports people. And the leadership roles that they play for young people has been the number of them we've seen come forward and say, actually, you know what? I'm not coping. I'm going to pull back a bit. Naomi Osaka pulled out of a tennis tournament recently because she didn't want to face the media pack. Um, She said it wasn't good for her mental health, that she didn't have it in her. And, um, you know, people at the time criticized her. There were so many more people, though, who applauded her. Just recently at the Olympics, two of our biggest basketball stars, two of the biggest basketball stars in the world, actually, Ben Simmons, who plays in the NBA in the US, um, had a bit of a challenging time in the playoffs and Pulled out of um, the Australian team and said he wasn't going to be going to Tokyo. Liz Cambage also plays in the US for the WNBA. And right before the Olympics, she pulled out as well, saying that she didn't think that she would have enough support at Tokyo and that she didn't feel like uh, it was worth risking her mental health four so I think what it says to young people is it's okay not to be okay all of the time and this is how this is what it looks like to pull back a little bit to protect yourself because really you're the only one who knows what's going on inside your head you're the only one who knows like what your limits are you
1: know we've seen performers go ahead again and again despite injury
2: well even like I mean we've done stuff like that oh my god! Well. Like how many times have you gone so, and shown up and done so a live bad. broadcast you know, of some description
1: Obviously, you're not feeling it? Obviously I'm not, yeah, like a Simone Biles, but I remember. I mean, don't doubt, Lindy. Don't, 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 don't doubt myself. Don't I downplay am, your like, contribution I have thinking. been undefeated since 2013 yeah. as well. Like when that happened, I just thought of that thing of that, that winning at all costs and it's that thing that runs into your head. I remember when I had like locked jaw really badly and would still not be able to open my mouth properly but be presenting day after day, thinking that I'd be seen as weak or that people would pay me (laughs) out if I would say no to doing a radio show.
2: I actually remember that because I remember I had whooping cough at the same time. (gasps) Yes. And this is like, okay, so this is before pandemic days, so don't judge me like, oh, you shouldn't be going to work. There was so much pressure on us to go to work all the time. Yeah. That I went to work with whooping cough, and me and Linda both wanted to have time off. And so Linda asked me to cough in her mouth, and I did. And then she gave whooping cough to her boyfriend, and
1: I got whooping cough. And we both had whooping cough, and but we still went to work. Isn't that crazy? I
2: wanted to stay home. It was
1: so messed up.
2: You shouldn't have asked me to cough in your mouth. I mean, that's (laughs) definitely where we went wrong.
1: (laughs) The point is that it's just so fantastic that we're having these conversations openly by people yeah. that are seen as the toughest, the strongest, the most resilient in the world that are saying like you said Naomi Osaka saying it's okay to not be okay and there are times where you need to actually be the one to make those calls because no one's going to make those calls for you.
2: And remember as well like if you are struggling, there are services you can access for free. You can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 and those services are really useful. I haven't used them personally, but I know that other people do and Um, You should definitely reach out to someone because it's a really tough time. You could say, these times are unprecedented.
0: Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano. The Dream
2: Club. So, why don't we end this episode of Dream Club um, with a little bit of a cheerful story? You know, we are very, very big fans of music clips, love rage. We love video hits when it was on. We are just really, really big fans. I am also a very big fan of lists of things, you know, counting things down. You know, it can go up or down. I don't mind which way the list goes. This one goes from 100 (laughs) to 1. They are the best music videos of all time, ranked by Rolling Stone. So we will post the link to this in the podcast notes so you can go and have a look. I would thoroughly recommend – I know you've got nothing else to do, by the way, because we're all locked down. Um, I would thoroughly recommend going and watching a whole bunch of them on YouTube so you can familiarise yourself as a little treat. But, Lindy, I want to know – what your favourite oh. music video oh. not of oh. all time
1: is. this is hard. See, okay, I'm going to put this out there. I disagree with, well, I'm I'm different to you in that I hate lists. I hate yeah. making, people used to always make me make lists when I was working at Triple J. They'd be like top 10 songs of the year, top 10 albums, top 10 music videos, and I'm so flippant and music for me is so subjective that I'm like constantly swinging and throwing. Is that a term? It's not even a term, is it? It is now. It's sw- swinging Swing and, and, fro-ing. and froing. I'm swinging and froing. But when I was thinking and looking at this list, I was like, it's not a bad list, you know. There's some really good ones in here. As far as, list goes, as, far as lists go, this one's all right. Go right. It's, it ain't too bad, Rolling Stone. <laughs> but I think the one for me has to be like the first video that I really fell in love with. And so, of course, it's one that I saw when I was about 12 years old and it was Daft Punk's Defunct. Da you know, it's got music, it's got choreography, it's got a sick dance beat that's never gotten old. It's repetitive. There's, you know, glow-in-the-dark skeletons. There's cool women in, I think, kind of French made looking outfits doing some shoulder popping. For me, it was about seeing a music video that I could dance to because mm. those are my favourites. A video that inspires me to dance.
2: So on this list and like sort of the sorts of film clips that we see more of now are like, you know, big, powerful imagery pieces with like lots of symbolism and lots of really beautiful design and like the aesthetic is just, you know, stunning. And so it's no surprise then that they chose Beyonce Formation as the number one pick on this list of the best music videos of all time. Dun, 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 dun.
1: That's my impression of the beat. Of the beat.
2: It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful film clip. You know, if you can't remember it, it's the one where she's like on top of a police car as it's burning and the water is rising and she's wearing that beautiful silk Dior skirt and top combo, which is worth about $40,000, by the way, for anyone who's asking. Um, Yeah, I just bought one. You just just bought one at the shops on the way in. My favourite music video of all time is a little bit different because I like a narrative. I like it to be like a little mini movie. So my favourite is um, Bon Jovi Always. Do you remember oh that? God. Of course I remember it. His jeans are iconic. I think they're going up his bum a little bit. They're like going up his bum a bit. But it's like, okay, and this is just from memory. I haven't probably watched this in like 15 or 20 years. Like I remember it, it was probably from when I was like four or five years old. Yeah, it's a seminar. It's like 1992 or something. <laughs> 1992, not 1990. (laughs) He has, like, he's a beautiful man, firstly. And then there's some sort of, like, star-crossed lovers. Like, the woman is in a relationship with someone and then she, like, runs away to be with him. And there's a bed and he's got, like, a motorbike. Anyway, it's some sort of, like, illicit love affair. And to me, that's... Just, that's perfection. <laughs> that, that's, that's I remember cinema. Like it was one of those ones that just made me feel something. Like you'd watch it yeah. and you'd be like, oh, there's a whole big world out there full of like crazy experiences. Pièce de resistance.
1: <laughs> so do check out the list. We need
2: it. We need more of it. Dream club. Even if it's raining, don't let that pull you off. Go for a walk. Feel those droplets. You're allowed to have more than one. Part a day if you only fill it up halfway. You're allowed to have dessert after
1: every meal. That is so true. It's so true. In lockdown, you- yeah, absolutely. I had cheesecake after my avocado toast yesterday. our favourite time of the week. It's where we sit back, we lay on our metaphorical couches right here as we hang out and talk about Dream Club stuff. And this week, I am dreaming about the fact that winning is not everything, and it's a reminder that Simone Biles has put into my head and reminding myself that we are playing the long game of life, mm. just to use another sports metaphor, because you know I love my sports, yeah, Brookie. you love sports so much. I am oh, constantly wow. glued to every sort of sport that you could throw at me. <laughs> I am an expert, but what something like Simone Biles and saying that you can say no to things, it is not always about living up to these expectations that other people put on you and always having to, and we've said this before, learning how to relax, learning how to not always have to be productive, not always have to do something for, you know, I'm getting ahead on this, I'm going to read this book, I'm going to do these other things, but just knowing to kind of take a little chill pill, especially if you're in lockdown, knowing that you don't have to constantly compare yourself, compete with other people that maybe you're seeing on social media or that are constantly putting out huge productivity levels, Mm. To understand that you don't have to feel like you are winning all the time.
2: In fact, throw your phone in the bin. Yeah. Do it now. After That's we the finish real the win. podcast, boom. Um, no, I love that. Actually, I would go even further and say, winning is nothing if you don't have like your mental health at the end of it. No point. Yeah, mine is like along a similar vein. I was like listening. I think we're all sort of at that point where we're digging really deep to try to sort of hang on and like maintain, like to stay buoyant. Um, And, you know, obviously the longer that this goes on, like, you know, the deeper you're having to go into the well to to draw out like positive will, like goodwill and like positive vibes and stuff. Um, and I think when you think about it in terms of how much time it's going to be like, you know, they're saying things like October or you hear like September or whatever. And you think about the future and you think about the past and, you know, we're stuck in this really shitty present. I heard something over the weekend that made me um, feel pretty good. And um, it was just do the next right thing. So don't have these like huge, big, grand plans or like worry about, you know, how you're going to get through another month lockdown with your partner or your child or you know on your own or whatever your situation is just like one foot in front of the other just do the next right thing and obviously that's not going to fit for like every single situation but when it does get like a little bit challenging maybe you're at home on the couch thinking like I know I should go for a walk but it's raining or I know I should you know meditate but I don't feel like it just focus on getting through the next right thing that's good for you, that's healthy, that's, you know, not something that's going to make you feel worse do that, and then move on to the thing after that. One thing at a time.
1: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you weren't multitasking too much while you were listening, but you're you know, allowed to go you're for a walk. To. You're allowed to do a couple of things, but don't overload yourself. We love you. We will be back next Wednesday. But until then, please join our Dream Club. Follow us at the Dream Club podcast on Instagram.
2: And make sure you subscribe as well so that you don't miss any episodes. And please leave us a, a cute little review, Tag us in a pic, um, like we were talking about at the start of the show. We want to see where you're listening from. Um, and please, go and tell your friends, because that's how we're going to grow our Little Dreamers community. And um, we want you all to be a part of it.
1: Oh, you better put that on sign.
2: Oh, don't disturb me now. Here we go. Now. Not now. Not now. now. Okay, let's do it, let's do it. Okay. Hello. Listener.